CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Monday, July 10th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm George Clutis here again for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide financial advice. Bitcoin and Ether were little changed on Monday, but a number of crypto gainers from last week were pulling back. In macro news to come this week, Investors will be focusing on U.S. inflation figures on Wednesday for signals regarding the Federal Reserve's next move. Since breaking above $30,000 in June, Bitcoin has traded between $29,500 and $31,500. So it's Bitcoin, the $30,000 stablecoin. Away from the market itself, here's some on-chain data for you. According to data from Glassnode, the number of Bitcoin held in wallets tied to crypto exchange Wobi has dropped below 20,000 Bitcoin, the lowest since 2017. The Bitcoin balance on Wobi has declined to increasingly critical levels as it looks to maintain its trading liquidity on the exchange. According to analysts at Deutsche Digital Assets, quote, Wobi's stablecoin reserves in Tether, USDT, also appear relatively low. This could become a source of further uncertainty for crypto markets down the road if Wobi experienced further outflows. End quote. All I can say is, let there be liquidity. Today's crypto market coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analyst Lilo Ledesma and Amkar Godbole. Bitcoin is currently trading at $30,182, while Ether is trading at $1,862 per token, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And shifting to the traditional markets, the Dow Industrial Average is down 0.3%, while the S&P 500 and NASDAQ Composite both lost 0.15%. In Europe, we have a little bit of green. The regional stock 600 is up 0.3%, and London's FTSE 100 and Germany's DAX both increased 0.5%. In Asia, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index added 0.6%, the Shanghai Composite put on 0.2%, and Japan's Nikkei 225 fell 0.6%. In commodities markets, Brent crude is showing some strength up 2%, trading at $77.80 per barrel, while gold is flat at $1,925 per troy ounce. First Republic Bank, meanwhile, is up about half a percentage point, trading at $0.75. Today's traditional market coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a quick look at a Coinbase versus the SEC update. Back in a minute. 
and welcome back. Our first story comes from Coinbase. The SEC responded to Coinbase's lawsuit response with a new filing on Friday. The SEC sued Coinbase a month ago, alleging it was operating as an unregistered broker, clearinghouse, and exchange all in one go, having listed at least 13 different cryptocurrencies that are allegedly unregistered securities. According to the SEC, Coinbase acknowledged the possibility that federal securities laws would apply to its listings. In Friday's document, the SEC said that it would oppose any motion for judgment Coinbase might file. The SEC wrote in its filing, quote, Coinbase, a multi-billion dollar entity advised by sophisticated legal counsel, argues it was unaware that its conduct risked violating the federal securities laws and suggests that by approving Coinbase's registration statement in 2021, the SEC confirmed the legality of Coinbase's underlying business activities at that time and for all time, end quote. The SEC, though, doesn't buy that argument, and so it continued in the filing statement with, quote, Coinbase understood that the securities laws could apply to its conduct and knew which rules to consider in evaluating the legality of its conduct, but nevertheless made the calculated decision to take on this risk in the name of growing its business, end quote. A hearing is currently scheduled for July 13th in a district court for the Southern District of New York. The result of this case will have important implications for Coinbase, other crypto exchanges, especially the US-based ones, and for crypto in the United States. The SEC's arguments embed explicit and implicit declarations that some cryptocurrencies are, in fact, unregistered securities. So in the eyes of regulators, these are cryptocurrencies that should not be traded and therefore not owned in the United States. Without taking a stand on if this is fair or not, this will clearly have a negative impact on the proliferation of crypto across the United States. Another angle worth considering is that Coinbase has been named in these recent high-profile spot Bitcoin ETF applications that we've discussed on the show as the exchange will help monitor trading in a move to make the SEC more likely to approve the ETF applications. If Coinbase loses this lawsuit, the SEC could argue that Coinbase is not a regulated marketplace. And so we could be in for some tough sledding. We will be watching this one closely. Coindesk's Nick Day has a story here. Elsewhere in macro news, the Federal Reserve's vice chair for supervision, Michael Barr, said Monday that he has decided to beef up the financial cushions for larger banks in an aim to boost the resilience of the system after bank failures earlier this year. Regulators are expected to propose some changes later this summer. One of those changes will require large banks to hold an additional 2% of capital against its risk-adjusted assets. Great. Surely that additional 2% will save the banking system from a catastrophic collapse. But really, we should be a little more concrete here. Risk-adjusting assets literally requires guessing. Sure, it's educated guessing. But still, guessing. Asking how risky is an asset takes some sort of assessment on behalf of the bank, and it's typically carried out by the bank, and depending on the bank's answer comes different capital requirements. Higher capital requirements necessarily means less profit for banks. So while I'm not implying credit officers at banks are crooked, in fact, the ones I've worked with and for earlier in my career are some of the most principled minds in finance I've ever met, when a bank's profitability becomes a discussion point, 
pressures from within banks might make this proposed rule toothless. And if that happens, regulators will have implemented a new rule to make the banking system more robust, yes. But banks need not apply the spirit of the new implemented rule, especially if banks' risk appetites increase. In that case, have beefed up rules really done anything if the behavior of banks doesn't change? Something to consider. We'll be keeping an eye on the development of this story given how important the banking system is for everything, and especially crypto. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. For those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can email podcasts at coindesk.com with the subject line, Markets Daily. I'm George Kalutis, and this episode was produced and edited by Eleanor Paul with executive production by Jared Schwartz. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. I'll see you all tomorrow.